welcome aboard. Welcome to Fishing Without Bay. Whether you found us by accident or on purpose or merely popped in to get a view of what's going on, we ask that you have an open mind, take the blinders off, and expect the unexpected. There are no fees or tuition here. All we ask is that you have the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And as always today, behind the mic, uh, the producer of this program, Mr. Mike, my good friend and co-producer, and as for previous listeners of the show, we attempt to incorporate some things in your life that actually work, uh, some things that people can associate with and resonate with in their lives. And today we're joined by Andrew DiNardo. Andrew, welcome. Thank you. So could you share with us a little bit about your background and what your message is today? My name is Andrew DiNardo, and I uh, lived in Florida my whole life. Uh, and then just recently, um, six years ago, um, moved to Michigan. And then about three years ago, moved here to the uh, Pittsburgh area. And Struggled my whole life with obesity, uh, morbid obesity, um, and a little over two and a half years ago had uh, weight loss surgery and have lost over 200 pounds and uh, still continue to struggle daily um, with with that, uh, with the, the mindset and making those changes. But I'm here today to let you know that it is possible with uh, lifestyle changes and, and hard work. So what I'm hearing from you, Andrew, is perhaps you can write a prescription for hope today. Absolutely. It seems like you can't walk past a supermarket counter or an infomercial or a friend without someone telling you that they have the diet that everyone's been waiting for. Oh, yeah. there, there's always an answer. There's always a quick fix. Uh, it's constantly changing. Uh, there's pills, there's diets, um, there's uh, shots and all sorts of different things that um, everybody has the quick fix. Uh, but to sustain it, um, it, it, it's not possible to, to do with a quick fix. It, it's got to be a lifestyle change and taking the, those steps day by day to, to improve your health. So let's talk about the effects, both mental and physical, on being overweight. Well, where do you even begin? <laughs> uh, I've been uh, overweight since uh, probably about third grade. Uh, we moved um, to a new neighborhood, and I didn't have uh, the the same friends that I had before. So ended up, instead of playing outside, uh, sitting inside and eating and playing video games, and that began that, and um, it... it it's all encompassing. It, 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 it affects every aspect of your life. I was made fun of by my friends, um, which then caused, and even people that weren't friends, those were acquaintances, classmates. And then it affects the way that you interact with people. If you're constantly being made fun of, you then go on the defensive. So I would either make fun of myself first or, you know, try and be funnier to avoid those things happening going forward. It, um, affects, uh, the way that you interact with people um, when you're overweight, uh, there is a sense of not being good enough. Um, so you struggle with meeting new people, talking to people, putting yourself out there. Um, Health-wise, you know, I got to, to a point where um, it was difficult going up a flight of stairs. I was recently talking to a friend, and the best way that I can relate it is that it was similar to like a PTSD flashback. And I was telling him about a, a specific day. I couldn't tell you when it was, where I was, but I remembered very vividly um, struggling under the weight of my own chest uh, to take a, a deep breath. Um, 
so it affected everything. You know, it affects the the style of clothing that you wear. It affects the um, so many different things. The way that you express yourself um, and the way that you interact in a group setting. Uh, I for a long time I I took a passive uh, role in in interactions socially, uh, where I would sit back and I would listen more. Whereas now um, I have a little bit more confidence and I'm able to present myself a little bit differently. But um, it affects everything. It affects the way that um, people interact with you, uh, the way that people look at you, the way that people talk to you. Um, even in hiring and different things like that, you're you're looked down upon because you're overweight. Um, so there there's a lot to the the mental and physical aspects of it. So for a young fellow who generally, young men and young ladies who generally form their own self-perception or self-concept and self-esteem from the perceptions of others around them, how did, how did that affect you when you were a young man? I'm, you said you deflected some of it with humor, kind of turned the, turned the humor on yourself. However, what was inside of you, Andrew? It makes you feel <laughs> crummy. Um, you know, that I, I'm very open and honest on my social media. I, I try and share as much as possible to share, like you said, um, hope. Um, but there were even times I know in high school where uh, before I could even uh, talk to a girl, I would think of all the different ways in my head that she would say no or that I wasn't good enough. And I would end up crying myself to sleep before I even had an opportunity to present myself. Um, so, you know, you you think less of yourself because of the way that you're perceived. Um, and coming out of that and growing, um, even before I had surgery and lost all the weight, you, you get to a point where you have to not care what other people think or what they say. And that takes a lot of work emotionally, mentally to get to that point because we're told for so long that, you know, there's a specific image that we're supposed to meet. And, you know, you, you want to impress your peers. You want to be friends with your peers. Um, but sometimes, you know, I, I eventually found a small group of friends in high school, which allowed me to grow, uh, within myself and find myself, um, and find, uh, that maybe I didn't fit this, the same culture as my friends, but I, there were people that I could relate to that understood my plight, whether it be, uh, with weight or just, uh, different things where we may not have been the, the same as other people. So the perceptions of others have a great deal in forming identity, formation, self-concept, and self-esteem. However, for a young person, I don't think people understand how much words hurt and that it's often said that the tongue is the only part of your body that can break a heart. There are so many different things that that the way words work um, and people don't even realize um, the weight of their words. Um, I remember one time I was sitting at the lunch table in high school with, uh, four or five of the skinniest girls in the school. And the entire conversation for an hour long lunch period was, Oh, if I could lose five pounds or if I could lose weight here, if I could lose weight there. And at the end of lunch, I said, well, what does that mean for me? Like <laughs> I'm way bigger than you guys could ever be. And they're like, Oh no, no, I, 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 we're not talking about you. It, it's me specifically. Um, and, you know, even, you know, I'm, so I'm single. Um, and even through all of that, people, uh, try and want to set you up with 
different people and it's not, oh, well, this person has similar interests to you. This person's overweight. So maybe you guys will get along. You guys both like food or whatever the association mm. is, you know, mm. um, but, and even in that, um, you know, in the dating culture, everybody's like, oh, well, now that you've lost all the weight, you're going to be, you know, beating women off with sticks. That's not necessarily the case. Um, but also, uh, you know, there's this need for people to, to want you to, to live a certain way or to, to have certain things. And I'm trying to organize my life and get things the way that I want it. And people don't understand the gravity or the weight of their words. Um, you know, they, they say it out of love, they say it out of care, but sometimes those loving, caring words can be just as destructive. Um, so it, it, we, we have to be very mindful of the way that we speak. Being, being mindful, the Buddhists talk about three gates that words can pass through before they leave your mouth, Andrew. Is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? However, what that requires is some pause before reaction. And as often we talk about this show, being mindful doesn't mean that you're floating around on a magic carpet or around the moon or sitting on a satin pillow going mm, all day. Uh, what it means is to pay attention, pay attention on purpose. I would suspect there was, there was many times when someone would make an offhanded remark and later maybe apologize to you or tell you that they didn't mean that. Oh yeah, well, and and sometimes <clears throat> we don't even realize what we're saying. Uh, I shared that I've uh, gained and lost, gained and lost my whole life, and uh, there was one conversation I had um, at that point. I had lost maybe like thirty pounds, give or take, and somebody made a comment and said, "Oh, you, Andrew, you look great. You'd look fantastic if you lost another ten pounds." Uh, and, and it's just like uh, that's very true, but. I killed myself to lose this last 30 pounds and the goal is to continue losing. Um, and that, that was very hurtful and it sent me spiraling. So, you know, we talked about the mental aspect of it. A lot of times without realizing it, we cope with food, you know, so you, I would have a bad day at work or wherever and I'd drive through McDonald's or I'd get pizza or do whatever. So you're trying to make these changes and you're successful in it. And then, Somebody out of care, out of love, makes a comment and says, "You look great. You'd look even better if you." Well, I'm, I'm not giving up yet. That's a left-handed compliment. Yeah. <laughs> so it 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 can be very difficult, and and that goes back to the the words and and how how much they mean. So I don't think we realize the levity that we have in the words when we speak. How how much they can affect somebody. We we talk a lot about mental health. It's becoming more and more uh, of a socially conscious idea and we don't realize what other people are struggling with and one little comment might send somebody you know right down the, the wrong path well we go back to the children's rhyme that says sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me wounds heal broken bones heal also words are forever yeah and those are things that you carry with you for a lifetime you know, uh, there are things that I remember that were said, you know, in elementary and middle school, you know, there was one girl that I knew that for whatever reason, she never liked me. And, um, she made a comment about, she said that I had man boobs and I said, I think you're just jealous because mine are bigger than yours. <laughs> and she never had anything to say to me after that. But had I not been able to be so quick on my feet, that could have sent me spiraling, you know, and we, 
and that that was at a young age, you know, and it as we continue to grow, you would think we would grow past that, but we don't because we're all working on things eternally and we you know, deflect so that it, the attention's not on ourselves. Well, our strongest memories are formed by our strongest memories are formed by strong emotions attached to them. And again, the Buddhists say that flowers don't compare themselves to other flowers, they bloom. And what we practice in our firm is holistic wellness, mind, body, and spirit, and helping people understand that they have a choice in their life, Andrew. So talk to me, talk to me, you mentioned earlier off the air about eating your feelings. Could you say more about that? Well, with, with food, it's an, we talked about it off air also, it's an immediate gratification. Um, so if you're having a bad day, you are upset, you're stressed, fill in the blank, somebody said the wrong thing, you have this way of immediately gratifying yourself. You can go and get McDonald's or pizza or fill in the blank, whatever your comfort food is. It's junk food, uh, ho-hos, ding-dongs, whatever it is. And you eat your feelings. It, it goes directly in your mouth and you have that instant gratification. And then 10, 15, 20 minutes later, <laughs> there's that realization of, what did I just do? And then you feel bad. So it, it can become cyclical as well. We have to be careful and that's something that I'm still working on. I, I had surgery uh, almost two and a half years ago now, and it's something that I still work on. Um, and now one of the little tricks that I try and do, you know, you go to the, the grocery store and you're picking up things and you're on your way out and you want something real quick and you see that bag of M&Ms or Reese's, whatever it is. And I always look at the back and look at the calories because when I'm at the gym and I'm on the treadmill or I'm on the elliptical or whatever it might be, I'm like 400 calories. That's a half an hour on the treadmill and kind of try and def, def, you know, deflect myself from doing that. But there are some times where that has become such a coping mechanism that you say, whatever, I'm going to eat it. You know, so it, it gives that instant gratification. You feel better in the moment and then you have to deal with it. When you talk about that and eating we talk about is as an addiction, and I would uh, believe that most of our listeners out there know that I'm in long-term recovery from uh, drug and alcohol addiction. And in the book, it talks about passing through the well-known stages of a spree, feeling remorseful and guilty afterwards. And at the time, your addictive mind takes over. Talk to us a little bit about what goes on inside a person's head when they're being the subject of disparaging comments and criticisms and being the butt of uh, jokes and you go home and you're by yourself. What's the only thing that you can control, Andrew? For me, that's the hard part because I am by myself. So, you know, there is nobody there to see what I'm eating. There is nobody to pass judgment um, unless I, you know, I'm open and honest and post about it. Um, but I've turned that, at least at this point in my life, this is the first time that I've considered myself successful in what I've been able to do. And for the last little over two and a half years have been going to the gym and have turned that into my therapeutic place into a safe haven to where I can go and um, take those feelings and use them towards positivity. Um, so you're choosing, you're choosing to look 
at this another way rather than stay inside the pit. It is, yes, it's helpful, but there are still moments where, you know, you walk a block up the the street at work and go to Subway and you go to get one cookie and they say, oh, well, it's cheaper if you get three. And you get three and before the time you get back to the office, you've already eaten all three cookies sure. and you've eaten those feelings. So it's it's trying to fight those impulses because I, I find that I, it's especially now, I know when I'm doing it. And it's having the will, which is not always there, to say, I don't need this. So what you're telling us and what we try to help people we deal with acceptance, and acceptance doesn't mean approval. And accepting the fact that we may have an addictive personality as it, as it relates to food. Acceptance doesn't mean approval. However, acceptance is always the prelude to change. You have to realize that there's an issue. I, you, you can't think that you're going to overcome it overnight. I, I, I'll keep saying it. It's a, it's a lifetime struggle. I, I am not going to be able to, in two and a half years, negate 30 plus years of poor eating habits, poor coping mechanisms. It's a, a constant change. I'm, I'm a constant work in progress. Yes, I go to the gym and I try and change that focus and energy towards positive, but there are still moments of weakness and it's a, a constant struggle. And it's understanding that if I make a mistake, like before a bad day or a bad couple of days, would be like, all right, I'm done. And then you go right back into that same lifestyle and you end up where you were. You worked so hard to get to the point that you're at and then you allow one stumbling block to destroy everything. And now I've got to, I've come to a point where, okay, I've had a bad day. I've had a bad few days, but I need to get back on the horse. It's not going to completely derail and ruin everything. So you're talking about not beating yourself up and accepting the fact, okay, I had a slip. However, I still have all the knowledge. I'm still myself. Yeah, it, it's and it takes time. Um, I know it, with social media, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I, I've been able to come into contact with a bunch of different people that have had the same sim or similar surgery that I've had, and we're able to connect and we're able to hold each other accountable. And, and that's been a huge help, whether it's people that have had weight loss surgery or just friends that uh, I have friends that have lost naturally that hold me accountable. One of the shirts, that I, the shirt that I'm wearing this evening says no retreat, no defeat. Uh, John Roden is a, a good friend of mine and he's been through something similar and we keep in contact. And I have another friend who's lost weight naturally and we hold each other accountable because it's hard to do on your own. It's hard to just turn everything around overnight and say, okay, I'm not that person anymore. It's difficult to do this by ourselves. We, we need help. We, and also we need to accept, accept help, accept the help of friends. And, uh, for fans of this show, uh, we've had John on in the past, John Roden. Uh, and if you'd care to go back through the archives, John was, a, had a very inspirational, inspirational message. So getting to that, what has John meant in your life, Andrew? <laughs> it, we met through wrestling. Um, and it, I saw him a few times and uh, it wasn't till probably the last year and a half or so. Um, we've, we have similar stories. Uh, my, my case of weight loss is a little bit more extreme. Um, but he has a similar mindset 
that I do. And, and the, the no retreat, no defeat is a, a huge thing. It goes back to what we were d- discussing and understanding that there will be failures. There will be setbacks, all those things. And to, to see how hard he works out, there are some days, uh, you know, people say they wish that I had my motivation. Well, I don't want to go to the gym five days a week, but I do it anyways. And there are some days where I have absolutely no desire. I'm sitting in the parking lot and there were days where he was on his second workout. So I'm like, okay, if John can do two today, I've got to at least go in once. Um, and it's, it, that's why it, it's not just John. It's, I have a, another friend, Kayla. I've, there are other wrestlers that I've become friends with and, and other people that without them even realizing it, their motivation, you know, they are an inspiration and, and seeing what other people are going through and what the, the effort that they're putting in, sometimes it kind of minimalizes the things that we're struggling with and dealing with. It's like, okay, well, if they can do this, I can, you know, continue to do a little bit more. So just as you're doing now, there's, they shared with you what worked in their life. Yes. We, you know, it's, it's like 12 step recovery. It's based on attraction not promotion uh most person who people who have an addictive personality dislike authority you know if i came up to you and says well andrew cut this out cut this out get cut this out you walk out of uh walk out of there like a beat dog please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast if you're interested in Flying the colors of fishing without bait. Click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.